Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Head over to the brand new friendoshop.com and get your latest Friendo merchandise. While you're there, use code FRIENDOFRIDAY to get 20% off. And don't forget to pick up Don't Interrupt the Game t-shirt right now. Friendoshop.com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Rock Countout. It's been a little while. I think we did one of these like maybe a month or two ago. Might have been longer than that. Well, anyways, this is the show. It's like a top 10 list show, but in podcast form. So you can enjoy it on the subway, on the bus, in your car, or while you're, you know, trying to get to sleep or whatever. Uh, This is where we're going to have an in-depth, beefy discussion as a top 10 list, as opposed to a highly produced Thing. Yeah, we don't produce you know, stuff anymore. <laughs> we don't produce stuff anymore. I don't have the attention span for it. Uh, so uh, this episode of Count Out uh, is going to focus on, you know, given that all these returns are just coming back to WWE left and right with rumors of more returns on the horizon. Uh, these are people who are not going to come back to WWE or at yeah. least with a pretty high degree. I feel like the, the top like seven or so of this list are concrete a you mean seven through are, one yeah yeah seven through one yeah but like a couple of them are like ah, i could maybe see them maybe they, like someone might return for like a hall of fame induction or uh, yeah that's not that's not what we're talking about yeah, we're, we're not talking about, about hall of fame yeah 
Because, like, yeah, there's definitely a name on here. At least one name is going to be back for a Hall of Fame induction. We know that. Mm-hmm. I think if you kept him on here. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so interestingly, before we get kicked off with this list of people who are probably never going to come back to WWE, um, we did something fairly similar to this in more produced form back, uh, this says six years ago. So in the year, I don't know what that 2016, was, 2016, that was six years I guess. Ago. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of the names on here, these are wrestlers who should not come back. To oh, WWE. as opposed to will not. Right. There's exactly. Difference. We were just suggesting it at the time. Now we're being firm. This is it. concrete. This is concrete. Uh, so uh, back then we said Goldberg should not come back to WWE. Boy, you're wrong on that one because he came back and, man, he made a he made a name for himself again. Uh, let's see here. Uh, MVP. He's done fantastic work. Yeah, MVP's been great since he's come back, yeah. Uh, the Hardy Boys. We'll revisit them. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kennedy. He never came back. Never came back. I don't think he would either. I, I'm, I'm making fun of Triple H's gum chewing. I think it was the, you know, nailed that coffin in. Uh, we had some honorable mentions as well. Tyrus. <laughs> that dude ain't coming back to the, he could be on this list right here could be, could be. <laughs> uh christy hemi for some reason i don't know why we mentioned her i'm just sort of scrolling through this our number one was scott steiner but he's not like you know th- these are guys who are going to be put potentially active in ring competition yeah yeah right exactly yeah. yeah uh so let's go ahead and dive into it uh let's just start off with number 10 the man 10. of the hour yes the man of the hour phil brooks cm punk uh, I, what's your reasoning for putting him on this list, man? So, uh, I mean, it's, it's the backstory, essentially the acrimonia split in 2014, you know, he walked out, uh, on the raw right after the Royal rumble. Uh, he got fired on his wedding day, officially, uh, shot hard on the company and Chris Amon, the ringside, WWE's ringside physician on episode art of wrestling, as well as in 2014, there was the lawsuit, all that stuff. There's that, which that alone, you know, could uh, foster some resentment from Phil towards WWE. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Triple H's never really been a Phil Brooks guy. You know, there is the story that Triple H really wanted to push Sheamus as the guy when Punk was at his most popular rather than mm-hmm. Punk. And, uh, you know, seemingly Punk resented the fact that he was going to have to face Triple H at WrestleMania 30. Um, that's just tip of the iceberg. See me. There's a lot of issues. Listen to the, those episodes of Art of Wrestling. A lot of issues. Granted, it was eight years ago. Um, but it, it, would, it would take a lot of mending offenses, I feel like. You know, from a business perspective, I understand Triple H wanting to make that phone call. Um, but given the issues that Punk just had in AEW, um, you know, he's in his mid-40s coming off uh, two pretty significant injuries within the last year currently recuperating from one uh, is going to take a serious monetary investment to bring CM Punk in. That's just from the WWE side. From Phil's point of view, you know, depending on the nature of the buyout of his AEW deal, he might not need the money. Uh, This experience might just have soured him on professional wrestling entirely. And he seemed really happy. You look at the clips of him doing the MMA commentary. He just seems like he's perfectly happy doing that so it it it, it feels like there's a situation where a lot of things have to fall into place for this to even be a possibility i'm not discounting it as a possibility a lot of things have to fall in place i don't know if it's going to happen 
The biggest roadblock I would think would be twofold. Number one, the injuries. That's a real thing. That dude couldn't jump in a crowd without breaking his foot. Um, So that's a big one. I think the other thing would be him not wanting to deal with WWE. I don't think it was just Vince McMahon he had a problem with. I think it was obvious he had a problem with Triple H as well. Yeah. And perhaps, because Triple H has been known to mend fences. So maybe... But also, there's the hypocrisy of it. Right after Triple H took over, what did CM Punk say at that Comic-Con? Oh, the culture there hasn't changed. Nothing's going to change about that place. He'd have to eat quite a bit of crow to go back to WWE. And I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't put it past him. Because, look, we could all be hypocrites, man. You know, every man has his price. Um, I think there might be some motivation there from him, though, that might help ease the pain of being labeled a hypocrite and that's simply to stick it to AEW yeah may I could totally see him feeling like he was the victim in all of this brawl out thing and him wanting to go out of pro wrestling on a higher note and more importantly Larson on s- his terms and well you were doing the stick it yeah sticking it to him <laughs> stick it to AEW. but yeah on his terms, absolutely. Who wouldn't Definitely. want to go out on their own terms? It was a really ugly way that he went out. You got that and, right. Um, and maybe he'd want to do that. Now, maybe he feel maybe if he still wanted to, to wrestle and he felt like he could, I mean, there are there's like one other option for him. And I don't and I think given the injuries thing, I don't think it's possible. That's New Japan. Yeah, he'd have to go if if that were the choice, it'd be on a significantly reduced schedule. Because he was it wrestling would, yeah. almost almost every week. Yeah, no, that 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 would be done with. And again, if you know, if if he wants to eat a little bit of crow and and sing the praises of WWE, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how he would do that. I really don't. You know, especially when confronted with the fact that they still run Saudi Arabia shows. And there's any number of practices that he would probably still find uh a difficult to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Um but uh but you know, yeah, so I, I would say there's like a I don't know, a twenty percent chance he would go back and I was even that say fifteen, yeah. At, mm-hmm, at, at yeah. best. Yeah. We're in the same we're in the same ballpark there. Um but again, these days in wrestling nothing really shocks me anymore. So if he did go back, I I wouldn't really be necessarily shocked. Just a bit surprised. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Let's carry on with number nine. Nine. John Moxley. So I see what uh, we did there with the carry on. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. Carry on, yeah. Carry good. on, but good. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Mox, of course, uh, spoke extensively about his creative frustrations working under Vince McMahon after he left WWE and he debuted for AEW at the conclusion of Double or Nothing 2019. There was some speculation that he might rejoin his Shield brothers, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, in the near future. What did wait? Uh, did you did you write this? Is this new or is this from something else? No, there was just articles about like there was oh, okay. some of the articles about him signing the new deal was mentioning. Pe- Speculation, as in people, uh, you know, wistfully uh, pining for the days of a Shield reunion in the year 2022. You know. Oh, then, then you continue here. That talk was squashed when AEW announced that he had signed a new five-year. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'll just read whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, he signed a new five-year deal, a five-year deal, which basically is going to make him a featured attraction in AEW, but also backstage having a heavy influence. Mm-hmm. You know, as a coach, mentor, et cetera, et cetera, a lot contractually obligated locker room leader, if you will. Yes. Yeah, still better than a self-appointed one, though. Right. Yeah. According to yeah. Chris Jericho. 
Jericho and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah uh, so that'll keep him in AEW th- through 2027, so next five years. So Mox spoke with Sports Illustrated about this new deal, saying, quote, I don't plan on going anywhere else. It's the best job in the world. I'm very lucky to have it. In AEW, all I worry about is wrestling. That's my focus, and that's my joy. I love storytelling. I love promos. I love wrestling. I love coming up with ideas for other people. I love learning. For me, it's a perfect fit. When I started in 2004, there was WWE and some other indies, but there wasn't much money in them. There was a big gap between when you first started and actually having any success in the business. Now there are so many tools and so many promotions and such a great fan base, and wrestling has evolved so much. It's a great thing for fans and the wrestlers. No one is shoving a script in your face telling you what you have to say. I wish I had this opportunity in AEW when I was 25. I hope the young people at AEW understand how cool this place is. Um. So yeah, 2027. I don't know. He's like what 36, 37. He's 36 now or something right like now. That. Yeah. So okay, he'll he's be 36. 40, 41, maybe 42, depending which on when his birthday isn't. Lands. Which is not an outlandish age to pick up a new contract in WWE. For one thing, this dude is for certain going to be back for a Hall of Fame induction at the very least. I think that's. I think that's a given. I think that Mox seems like a. He seems like a amiable enough fella, mm-hmm. you know, to to do that and and understand that hey, this is you know going to make a lot of people happy. But that's like ages from now. Um, I don't know what, what the future holds for him after, uh, you know, 2027. Um, but with Mox and, and he seems to have had a decent relationship with triple H. He wasn't above making fun of him a bit in his book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he seemed to take issue a little bit when triple H pulled the shield aside before they debuted and said, Oh, you guys, there's this term. Have you heard it before paradigm shift? <laughs> and Mox felt like it was a bit condescending. Yeah, <laughs> for him to for him to say that. But otherwise, he seems to speak not necessarily highly, but not the way he does about Vince McMahon, yeah. where he was just confounded. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this guy telling me to do right now? Wear a silly yeah. hat. He doesn't understand me. But Vince insisted that he knew Mox better than Mox knew himself. Exactly. And so it is a different situation there. Um, that being said, 2027 is a long ways off. And I, I always get the feeling with Mox that he loves wrestling, but also I don't know if he'd want. I mean, maybe he'd do a part time gig with WWE. He doesn't. I don't know. He just he seems like a guy who'd much rather, you know, when all of a sudden when 2027 comes around, just go away and and raise his kid and, and show up from time to time. Exactly. At wherever he wants to go and not be locked down by a WWE contract. Exactly. So, he seems to enjoy the freedom to do what he wants to do. That seems to be his main motive. Yeah. Um, and even though Vince isn't in charge anymore in WWE and, you know, kind of regardless of his relationship with Triple H, there still is, it might not be as rigid as it once was. There's still very much in structure mm-hmm, yeah. within WWE. You know, I'm sure if he were to go back, he'd have more say in his creative. He would have a lot more say, I'm sure, and he wouldn't have scripts shoved in his face. I doubt that would happen. That being oh, said, yeah. he wouldn't have the freedom to go wrestle anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. You know, and I, I, yeah. just, I think to a certain degree, some of that freedom now is is isn't <clears throat> what it was in his in his previous AEW deals. Kind of my understanding, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. he can still wrestle for New Japan. Mm-hmm. Odds are he wouldn't be able to do that in WWE. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although with Carl Anderson apparently wrestling in December, who knows? Over there, and at Tokyo, and in Tokyo Dome yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, twenty twenty seven is a long ways mm-hmm. off. Um, I don't even know if we're going to be doing this in twenty twenty seven. I hope so. I love doing it. <laughs> but, Steve's but, I mean, that, looking at retirement twenty twenty six. Dude, that video was from six years ago. 
<laughs> that's not I was reading this thing on uh I, I think cuz I watch a lot of videos about YouTube like how to YouTube better. Yeah. And uh and one of them was talking about like the average life of a creator is like not life, but you know, cr- their creative life on YouTube is like between five and ten years. Oh wow! <laughs> and I'm like, we blasted past that yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Ooh. But uh, but it's it's a long ways from now, and 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 who knows what the future holds. But at that point, you know, I'd be shocked if if he did go back to WWE, it would definitely be on like a Brock schedule, mm-hmm. and it might be on a per appearance thing. Hey, I'll show mm-hmm. up for this. But then, and on top of that, the flip side of that is. We already see WWE under under Triple H loosening up their restrictions. You just mentioned Carl Anderson, who might be on the same show as Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and 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 at the same time, you got AJ Styles in that little promo video they cut in the you know in their in their trailer or whatever. Who knows? AJ Styles might accompany Carl Anderson in New Japan. It wouldn't shock me. It might surprise me a little bit, but at this point, it wouldn't shock me at all. Um. And so who knows where that's going to lead with WWE by 2027. Um, That is a long ways from now. And I think a lot of things can change. That's definitely true. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Definitely true. Let's move on to number eight, Steve. Number eight, eight. Diana Perrazzo. Uh, so obviously right now she's a heavily featured attraction in Impact Wrestling. She is one of the foundations, the cornerstone. She was their champion there for a long time. Um, she actually did sign with WWE in 2018 before she was released in April of 2020. A month later, she made her debut in Impact uh, and uh, she appeared. She's talked about her time in WWE a couple times. She appeared on this on an episode of the Sessions back in September of 2021, so a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. and said this about a possible WWE return. She said, "I think that was always my goal as a kid. I didn't know all these other promotions existed. I was a WWE fan." For me, the goal was to always be on WrestleMania and be the women's champion. There will always be a part of me that's like, I wish it turned out differently. 
Never say never, and if there's an opportunity, maybe I would go. It drives me every day to work hard to get that phone call and then be like, oh, me, the difficult one? I don't know, I'm gonna have to think about that. It's a driving force for them to want me back, definitely. I won't say no, because never say never, but sometimes I feel like, no, fuck you guys. You had me for so many years, even before I was signed, for so many years they could have done something and I was always put on the back burner. Now, I'm thriving. Um, additionally, she talked to Busted Open earlier this year, talks about being in the WWE system. These transcripts are from Wrestling Inc. The initial, the one that I just wrote was from uh, Fightful, the transcripts. Mm -hmm. She said, I think as we get older and experience more things, like my dream was always to wrestle at WrestleMania and be at the time the Divas champion. That's all I knew in wrestling growing up, so that was my ultimate goal. Then I got there to WWE and it was like, I don't like anything about this system. It's not just a, it's just not a conducive environment for me and my dream changed. Now I just want to go somewhere that's going to appreciate me for me and give me an opportunity to wrestle, see what happens. What's most notable about this is that she was under the guy who's in charge now. Yeah. She was she was there in NXT with Triple H. It's kind of rare for somebody to speak so negatively yeah. about their time in developmental in NXT under Triple H. I remember they tried like the you know they did the virtuosa thing that was like seemed to be music related but at the same time they were doing a math thing so yeah it was all over the place it seemed more like an approach to the gimmick like we would see now where you have axiom who likes likes math but also comic books yeah right you yeah. know um yeah even before she signed the deal she was doing uh, uh per appearance mm -hmm. uh, matches here and there yeah. uh I, I believe for a couple years prior to signing yeah. the contract you know and and despite all the time there it just seemed like they never found anything for her on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, and then she leaves and goes to impact and shows what she could really do. And she's great. Mm -hmm. She's a phenomenal yeah. wrestler, a phenomenal talent. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she was in WWE for so long and they couldn't figure anything out is mm -hmm. really strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, interestingly, you know, just more recent than that, uh, apparently when, uh, so when Axiom debuted, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Denise Alcedo had tweeted out the Axiom entrance was pretty cool. He's a mathematical superhero. And then Chelsea green, who's obviously really close friends with Deanna Perrazzo mm -hmm. said, I'm dead. This is everything Deanna Perrazzo pitched. And then Deanna Perrazzo tweeted, it only took them four years to understand. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like she's still seemingly a bit on the. Not afraid to be a bit snarky with the, with the WWE yeah. about man. I I did this. I pitched this, and now you're using it for Axiom. Um, it, I'm assuming it would have worked better for Deanna Perrazzo than it is for Axiom because the whole superhero math wizard is stupid. I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, it. it's not it's not really working for me. Get rid of the mask for Axiom. Let him be a yeah, kid yeah. again. Let him be a kid again. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I I would be kind of surprised. Um, I would be on one. I'd be surprised. But again, it's the kind of thing where you know Triple H right now. This is an interesting caveat getting into these next batch of of names who I really honestly think will not find no their way. Never. There's one name in the rest of them that I look at that I'm like, maybe, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um. She's she's sort of one that maybe if Triple H was like, hey, I'm sorry, we messed up on you. I love what you do in Impact. You've really elevated your status. Mm -hmm. We'd love to have you in. Here's what we would do with you. Maybe because she's talked about it being a dream as a kid. You know, everybody likes that challenge. Everybody, oh, yeah. if you have that thing, it's like, man, I would love to get this right. And maybe if she was wanted enough, as she said, um, then then she'd be back. 
Uh, but, you know, evidently, according to her own words, it would take quite a bit of convincing to, to go there. Yeah, understandably, too, based on her previous experience. I, I, I would get that. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, before we continue, though, I want to mention we got a brand new shop, man. It's friendoshop.com. And here's the thing. <clears throat> we had other shops before. We switched over this one because it has it has like a massive catalog of, of, of stuff. Items. And of items. And they've got on sleeve printing. I just got this, this in today. This is the hoodie that I got today, right? It's a Friendo Club hoodie. It's available right now. And the brightness on the digital print is really bright and mm -hmm. nice and crisp. I see that, yeah. And it's honestly the comfiest hoodie I've had. And here's the thing. I know I sound like a salesman right now, but you know this. I had actually ordered a different one. I was We're going to mm -hmm. offer a different one. Uh, and when, when I got it in, it was a bit faded. And I was like, mm, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. And so I switched it out with another item. And then I just got the sample of that today. Oh, my God, it's great. Because the other one had polyester. This is, I'm learning from this Friendo Shop stuff, man. Yeah. This one is, is cotton. The fabric face. matters when you're doing the, the print. Fabric matters. It exactly. Matters. So friendoshop.com. Right now we got Black Friday deals. deals. Uh, use, use the code Friendo Friday. We got a ton of new merch over there. And I'm going to be adding a lot more over the coming months, weeks, and months. So uh, check that out. Yeah, be on the lookout. Uh, let's dive back into this, man. Uh, number seven. Seven. Austin Aries. You guys remember him? He had signed with WWE in 2016, and he was gone by July 2017. However, during his time there, it wasn't like he wasn't used. He was used. I would say this is it was a semi-successful run in NXT. He had a title shot. Mm -hmm. um, he had some some actual feuds there. He did. He did have, I think he had like an, an orbital injury. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a match against Nakamura, he suffered a, a broken orbital bone. And then rather than just sit on the shelf, he did commentary for 205, and he was actually pretty good at it. I thought he was really good at that, yeah. Um, he ended up doing a his probably highest profile match. He was one of the uh, – they brought him into the 205 division because that had already started by the time he was back from injury. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really cool move because I, I we were both big Austin Aries fans at the time. And, uh, and, and he had a match there at WrestleMania 33 in the pre-show, but it was a stellar match, him and, and Pac now. That was Neville, a good feud. It was, no, it was a really good feud, yeah. Um, as I stated before, it kind of feels like Triple H is going after people who are, or he seems to have an eye. Like, for example, if he does end up bringing Cardona and Chelsea Green, if that mm -hmm. rumor is true, that he likes what Cardona's doing on the indie circuit, mm -hmm. and they give and they let him use Cardona as the name, which Matt Cardona has said he'd want to do. Yeah. Even if they make even if they're like, hey, dude, you have to be Zack Ryder, but you can do everything you've been doing on the indie circuit. Um, and he can find sort of like an ironic way to to use it, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it seems like Triple H has his eye on what people are doing on the independent circuit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Austin Aries isn't really a guy who you hear much about these days on the independent circuit. You he don't hear a lot about him for his wrestling. That's for sure. That that's a great way to put it. So like he does stuff for control your narrative on the indies. He pushes his, he's got like a book about his vegan diet and he's super anti-vax. Like if you look at his Twitter feed, it is so anti-vax, <laughs> which that's if, if that's his belief, whatever, that's his belief. Um, but I don't know if WWE would look at this and be like, this guy, 
this this is the guy here. And I don't think he would I don't think he would want to go to WWE to be Probably honest. Not. With you. He, Probably he not. talked about this a lot. Here's over another the years. thing to consider. And I don't know how much bearing it would have, but you have to go back to his finish uh in Impact Wrestling, his match against uh Johnny Impact, where he lost as soon as that three count happened, he just got right back up and walked backstage. So he even has admitted that he's been considered difficult yes. by some. Uh, and and maybe that's a little bit of that. So uh, he he has spoken about his release. Uh, there he was in a, a on a podcast uh, on something called the room or in the room. Sorry, in the room. Uh, we have some transcripts is this, here. Is this like the Wrestling the Inc. control your narrative room? <laughs> I think it's in a different room. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> this is not in the rant room. No. Um, he says I can give you six different answers depending on what talking point I want to use. But at the end of the day, it wasn't my decision there. It was nothing I asked for. It was nothing that I was given a heads up that was coming. The question is probably better to ask Vince or the people that were in charge. He says, I'll be honest. I came in as a short, old white dude. I'm 5'8", 5'9", in my boots. I was 38 years old. I came in basically on secret, double probation. That's what I was told. I came in being told that, not that I wasn't welcome, but that I had to be on my quote-unquote best behavior. Despite all of that and them really not having a plan for me, I get my eye hole broken and I offer to do commentary and I spin that into the main roster run on and on WrestleMania match. I did that all that in 18 months. I don't know what else I was supposed to do or people were expecting. Um, he says, I don't think walking in there, I felt like this was going to be a fit for the next 10 years of my career. I think we both went in there with some reservations and I think we both proved each other right as far as what they thought of me and what I thought of the system. Ultimately, it was their decision to move on, and I can only go by what I'm told. I'm sure I can be a pain in the ass because I have my own opinions. Those aren't always welcome in, high, in a high-pressure situation where they're just trying to dump out content. I've used the analogy, when you're hired there, they want you to be a line cook. I'm a gourmet chef. When I'm trying to add some of my own ideas on how the recipe can be improved, they say they're, they're McDonald's. We sell a billion. So, yeah, it just it just seems like as you know, at the time before I before I before Austin Aries said a lot more stuff. Yeah, um, that I just it's it's so difficult. Sometimes it's just so difficult to look beyond certain things mm-hmm. that it's like I, I can't anymore, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, the dude, you say what you will. He had charisma. Oh, yeah. he had that camera presence that like a lot of people don't have. Um, a, a great, I'll say this, a great wrestler, um, in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, and, and a really, really, really good promo. Um, there just seems to be some baggage that comes with that, that I think would preclude him from going there and WWE from even wanting him there. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That, that would seem to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was fairly diplomatic with that, right? You, you, you <laughs> did a pretty good job of being diplomatic there. Yes. All right, good. I try, man. I try. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, anyways, let's, let's, let's do this next one, number right. six. Let's see if you can be as diplomatic with this one, okay? Oh, okay. No, I can. All I right. can be. I can All be. Right. Do you All know right. why Enzo Amore, real one, Enzo, you know why he's not coming back to WWE? Why is that, Steve? He ain't coming back because WWE's a cup of haters. They cup of haters. They don't want none. <laughs> they cup of haters. So let me ask you this. Sure. Do you think just look, man, we're outsiders, right? Absolutely. But, you know, you talk to, to, to Triple H on a regular basis here on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Do you, do you think Triple H was ever really an Enzo Amore guy? I feel like Triple H can be because the the rap on Enzo was that he could be a bit difficult. I think overall that was kind of the deal. You know, he got kicked out yeah. of the locker room at least once, if not twice, or off the bus, the bus or something like that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he wasn't ter- he wasn't universally well liked by uh, the rest of the locker room. Right. A reputation, or at least the perception that he's a bit difficult. And I think Triple H <clears throat> would deal with such things if this person, that person, could make the company a lot of money. And this, and when Enzo and Cass were the tag team. Apparently they were making the company quite a bit of money because they were selling yeah. merch and a ton oh, of yeah. it. And dude, they were rate they were a ratings thing. I mean, that's one thing yeah. about Enzo. Say what you will about him. When he got on the microphone, people tuned in that for is that. True. He was that he was a ten promo. He really he was. was. Yeah. yeah, he was. Um but even that's still a balancing act, you know, if 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 the headache is still more of an issue that it's worth dealing with despite the money that's being made for the company at the end of the day, you know, like, like any executive, you know, Mm -hmm. I think if, if you got someone who's, who's a good performer, regardless of the field, yeah, they might be a bit of a headache from time to time, but so long as the headache doesn't get in the way of the work, Mm -hmm. doesn't get way of, of, of producing results, then people can look, look, you know, deal with it essentially. But if that's not the case, then I think, uh, then, then it's not, you know, the final straw, yeah, the final straw seemed to be there were some allegations uh, that were thrown his way that were eventually dropped because uh, of insufficient evidence, according to the Phoenix police. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that that's one thing, you know, I, mean, I don't know how much. So this investigation was happening. He apparently, allegedly, he did not tell WWE that that was happening. But he was aware of the investigation and didn't tell him. He yet. was aware of the investigation. He didn't tell them and he was still on TV and stuff. And that's a big no-no. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And so, you know, I, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where I get the feeling that if he had, you know, right now he's doing work in MLW. And MLW is one of those promotions that a lot of people sing its praises, but it has such a hard time sort of bur- sort of getting any buzz going, mm-hmm. you know, in, in sort of the Internet wrestling community. Yeah. Um, because there is so many other things out there that it doesn't do any one thing that really stands out. To really separate um, itself from the competition, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. just for example, like Lucha Underground, for example, which MLW sort of incorporating some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Lucha Underground was a very unique presentation. It really was. It really was. And to this day, people still sing its praises. Um, Impact has been Impact for a long time, and they do what they do. New Japan is, is, is very unique in the way it presents it now over the past five years to the American audiences. Um, but MLW really doesn't do any one thing better than anybody else that everybody's like, oh, wow, watch this. This is good. Even though it's fine programming. I've watched plenty mm-hmm. of MLW. Mm-hmm. Well, Enzo is in MLW. And it's not like his presence there has elevated the company to that degree or his promos there. I watched one of his promos from not too long ago. And it, it seemed honestly like the content just seemed like, the, and I'm again, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. The content seemed like the kind of thing that I don't know if WWE would want to touch that. Um, mm. And so I, I just don't know. I mean, if he had been on sort of, I guess I'm called, this is not meant to be condescending, but best behavior since he was released. Yeah. And, and he had turned his perception around like his buddy Cass. Yes. Who I'm kind of surprised. 
I I don't know what the situation was when he ended up going to AEW if WWE was an option. Mm. It damn well should have been. I know. Because I know. Cass is in phenomenal shape. It seems like he's really tried and, and yep. succeeded in getting his life back together after yep. some substance abuse issues. Um, and AEW snatched him up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's had a match there yet. <laughs> no, I don't think he has. Not on TV. Maybe he has yeah, on Darker think, Elevation yeah. or something like that. And I, yeah, like, I don't know. To counter, you know... Or, or to speak uh, of Enzo not doing the thing seemingly Cass has done, you know he had that stunt where he showed up. Was it SummerSlam or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know yeah. there is the, the Ring of Honor show where he and Cass did the invasion thing. Um, that was that was like people knew Ring of Honor knew about that though. Yeah, but the Gorillas of Destiny didn't apparently. Right, I think the New Japan contingent didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah, um, but that was kind of like critically panned. It, yeah, it was. If he gets um, knocked for that, that'd be kind of unfair, though. Because well, okay, um, you know, and 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 you know, in there's a couple other instances where he he hasn't necessarily ingratiated himself into the 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 goodwill of wrestling fandom, so to say. Um, if the point is he hasn't been associated with high quality creative stuff, that would that would, hey, you know, Triple H would be looking. Oh wow, look what he's doing out there. Then your your point is absolutely correct. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, he hasn't been doing any of that stuff. I mean, he's in he's in really good shape. Like mm-hmm. he got for a second, he got massively. Yeah, jacked. he was huge. Um, and I don't really know that that's still the case. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. He he was really good on the mic, but I don't know that anybody. There's a ton of people that people that fans in general you hear. Oh man, I'd love to see them back. And he's I've never heard anybody no. really talk about that. With Not him. really. No, no. It's kind of interesting. It is. It is. Uh, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, our next person here on the list, number five, Steve. Five, Kenta, also oh, man, known Kenta's as Ad- great. Adeo Itami during his time in NXT. Uh, and did he make it? Did they put him on main roster, didn't they? Yeah, they put him on main roster, I think. He was on 205 briefly. Was it 205? Yeah. I don't know if he, when he was doing the it. I Want Respect thing. That wasn't just straight up main roster? I thought it was just 205. Oh, okay. Maybe you're right. Oh, 2019 uh, seems like so long ago. So he signed with WWE in 2014. Huge signing oh at the time. Yeah, big time. Uh, and was released in early 2019. And since then, Kenta has been pretty darn vocal about his frustrations while in WWE. Uh, so he had to say in an interview with New Japan shortly after his, his return, quote, it's hard to put into words, but it was a very tough five years. I got hurt. And beyond that, I was really grasping for something during that whole time. It's like I came into the company to bring my style of wrestling worldwide. But what that actually became was bending and adapting to what the company wanted. That's important in a sense, but the strength and aggression that I bring to the table got lost. That's a real shame. One person there might tell you, do it this way. Then the other would say, no, no, do it like this. That meant my own personal vision just crumbled away. There are people who can do very well in that environment, but I just couldn't. So when that what next question came up, I didn't ask anybody else what they thought. I just decided to focus on what I wanted to do. Otherwise, there's no point. Of course, you want to succeed in everything first in everything the first time and keep moving forward. But life isn't like that. You take your knocks and then you have to learn from that. Otherwise your experience is pointless. In the end, I have zero regrets about my decisions. My style isn't really like the WWE style. There's an aggression there. That's closer to strong style. My matches evolved in a more thrilling way. I think if I could fit in here, I'll be able to awaken something that's been dormant for a long time. Um, and of course, you know, Kenta went on his, uh, book tour, Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, prior to it's the release, wildly hilarious. It was yeah. hilarious. It was great. All the pro- backstage promos he was doing were, yeah. were outstanding. So uh, Chris Charlton, who does commentary for New Japan, translated some of the passages of the book and put those passages, those translations on Twitter. Here's a couple uh, interesting bits. 
Uh, Kenta spent his first month at WWE just watching people train. Sat next to Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. That's what Kenta had to say. I wanted to get used to the different ring, and they wouldn't let me. Still, now I wonder what the point of that month was. Uh, he said, uh, one producer would tell you one thing, uh, another something completely different. I end up wrestling not thinking about the people, but the producers, which seems wrong. Wrestling is a living thing. There is no right or wrong answer. And then uh, Kenta describes missing a springboard dropkick and getting concussed in his, mm. first, uh, his first taping and liken that to getting the yips in gymnastics or baseball. He says he developed a serious mental block and still suffered from it through the mm. ni- uh, 2019 G1 as well. And uh, Kenta also took the Twitter to voice his frustrations about not being able to use his very own finishing move while in WWE because someone else was using it, mm-hmm. saying, quote, let the world know one of my worst experiences in this business is that I was not allowed to use my finishing move for four years, a move which I created on my own. What a life. Of course, that move is go to sleep, and Phil Brooks used that. That's correct. Yeah. This is the one name that I actually feel because – of the change in regime. Uh, and on top of that, a lot of the stuff, or he was injured for a lot of his run in NXT. Um, I don't think there would be nearly, if he were to join, let's say judgment day with Finn Balor, I think he would be wildly successful. Um, I think that if triple H was, was saw what he's doing there in new Japan um, and, and pitched him on it. You know, like I said earlier, he went to WWE in the first place because he thought, hey, I can, you know, I want to make it here. And I, I have no idea if it was his dream or whatever. That's a different thing. Um, but sometimes if you fail at something, it bugs you mm-hmm. to get it right. Mm-hmm. And if Triple H said, hey, I want you to be the Kenta we see in New Japan here in America, don't worry about language stuff talking your native tongue the same way uh oscar does oscar talks a, a little bit of english but they've been letting her say a lot more promos it was, was a very good promo in nxt he was yeah yeah um and so and he's still a what, great promo he's a great promo he's fantastic whatever you want to do you do and the style here in on main roster i know he, he a lot of he's talking about nxt but they're loosening up the style so it's not necessarily a wwe style um, I think if, if, if pitched correctly, I don't know that he would be like, no, I would never going back there again. And I think that WWE, if they were smart, like he's doing everything that they would, that, that they would be stupid to turn down if, if there was a mutual interest there because he's doing really cool shit. And that's the mm-hmm. bottom line is I, I think that Paul Levesque wants shit that's really cool to be in yeah. the company. Yeah. Um, it would be, you know, ha, were, were his, his experiences so, did they sour him so much? I mean, he also talked he about his shoulder surgery and how he thought it, you know, whoever performed the surgery. Now I don't know if that's someone WWE recommended yeah. or not, didn't do a very yeah. good job. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of other things, there, a lot of other aspects to it. Maybe individually, none of them would necessarily say, I'm disqualifying WWE from ever uh, being my home promotion again. Mm-hmm. But maybe collectively... Maybe we don't know. Mm. It's yeah. it's it's a situation where we're like, mm, yeah, eh. it's just too many Unless, things. Yeah, you know. Granted, it was you know he signed eight years ago, so mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of things yeah. maybe have changed. Who knows? 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is one thing to consider also when looking at these is, is just how much things change under Triple H as opposed to Vince McMahon. But yeah, I mean, it's not like he says, yeah, fuck Vince McMahon in any of this. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be a lot of stuff, but honestly, like, okay, he gets a concussion at his first taping. You know, that's not, that's just, that's that, that happens in wrestling and that sucks, but it's not like it's anybody's fault. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, the producer stuff, but if they tell him, hey, you're coming straight to main roster, you're going to join Judgment Day, for example. Um, and you're going to be palling around with Finn Balor. Uh, you'll be amongst friends, uh, you know, and you'll be immediately on main roster. Um, I don't know if they if they would be able to prove to him, then then I don't I don't see anything that's so like oh fuck that I'll never do it again. Even though it doesn't be he does he does have a list of it's just a bad experience. But again, yeah. sometimes the bad stuff fades away. That's true. That's true. Let's talk about number four. Four. Sin Cara, a.k.a. So there's two Sin Caras. Yes. This is the first Sin Cara. No, this formerly is the second known as, Sin Cara. This was the second one? Hunico was the second Sin Cara. Who was the first one? Sin Cara. <laughs> Wait a second. The first one doesn't have a different name? Uh, oh, he, okay. The first so the guy was, was getting to, so the guy getting into the fights that was, was, uh, that was Hunico. That was this guy, right? Yeah. But he was the second one? He was the second one. Okay, well, yeah, this is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah so you talk about a little bit about Sin Cara. I believe it's the second one. Uh, got a lot of fights. <laughs> a lot of fights. So Mystico, yeah. Mystico was the first Sin Cara. Okay. I believe. Oh, okay, you're right. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're right. Yes, this is the second, the second but longest tenured Sin Cara. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Mystico came and then got hurt, and then they they had uh, Hunico wear the mask. I think that's how it went. <clears throat> but then this guy was also Mystico. It says one of his ring ring names was Mystico. Wow, that's really confusing. Then talk about the fights. <laughs> All right, he got a lot of fights. A lot of fights. A lot of fights. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is confusing. I want to figure out what here. Look into the 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 the. You want me to talk about the fights or look into Sincara? You, you talk you about want? the fights. You put these notes in here. I'll look at the. I'll look okay, at the so check this out. Uh, back in 2014, I had just I never knew about this one. I didn't know about. I knew about the Simon Gotch one. That's the only one I knew about. But there's two others. One was alleged. Another one seemed to be a little less alleged. So back in 2014, Sincara apparently took issue with Drew McIntyre. Only shaking hands backstage with legends and top stars. Now, this comes from an article uh, from Talk Sport that Alex McCarthy wrote. Um, and uh, and a week later, after apparently he voiced his criticism of Drew McIntyre, not shaking hands with the mid card and under, uh, Seamus called him out in like a, a, the trainer's room uh, vocally about his issues. And then during a scuffle, allegedly, Sin Cara laid out Sheamus. Uh, I think that was a story relayed by Conan. Yeah, that was a story relayed by Conan. So who knows the 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 truthfulness, the truthiness of it. Yeah, the veracity um, of it. So so okay. So there was the original Sin Cara, okay. and then Hunico signed in 2009, debuted in 2011 as Sin Cara. This is from Wikipedia. Temporary replacing the original performer of the character. Um, and then when the original Sin Cara returned, the two feuded. Yeah, they did Dark Sin Cara, right? Yeah, and then uh, uh, Hunico lost a mass versus match, and that's when uh, he started wrestling under the name Hunico. 
Okay. But then okay. after the original Sin Cara was released in 2013, Hunako was Sin Cara again. Okay. So who was the original Sin Cara? Who was the first uh, guy? His name was Luis Uribe. That sounds familiar. And Hunico is is Jose Rodriguez. So I guess they were at a, at a certain point both Mysticos, because yes. Luis Uribe was is also he's Mystico now. All right. Yeah, that's so confusing. So it anyways, really getting confusing. back to Sin Cara two. <laughs> uh, of course, we all know about him throwing a Simon a, a soda can at Simon Gotch. Mm-hmm. Simon Gotch talked about uh, him having a soda can thrown at him. Scuffle was uh, broke out then. And then uh, MLW Radio, a couple of years, I think it was like 2016, claimed that there was a fight between Sin Cara 2 and Ring of Jericho champion Y2J on an overseas tour like in Europe where Sin Cara allegedly knocked Jericho out cold. But then everybody denied that it, like all parties involved denied it happened. And even a couple hours after that rumor broke, Jericho released a video of his face with no bruises or marks or anything. Mm. So who knows if that's not true. And then I think Jericho, like a couple weeks later, kind of made light of it by wearing a Sin Cara mask in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Uh, to trick uh, Rollins or somebody. I forget who it was. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Sin Cara afterwards like, no, we're totally cool. Everything's great. He even asked to borrow my mask uh, for this segment. So uh, who knows whether or not that actually happened. In any event, throwing a soda can at Simon Gotch and, uh, and allegedly knocking out Sheamus. Uh, or you know, might be enough to keep that Sin Cara from coming back. But honestly, the Sin Cara character, I know it was like a project for Triple H. Just what I had always read. Yeah, apparently, H, like the 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 character sold a lot of merch. Oh, did he? That's what that's what we're hearing. Yeah, nobody ever seems to like want to see a Sin Cara back, though. Like they never because they never really gave him a character. He was just dude under yeah, mask, and they never did anything else with that. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but yeah, the guy who's just going, Oh, and then the great thing is after he got released from WWE and was under a no compete, he showed up like a week later as Sin Cara in triple a. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is kind of great, but I always got the feeling WWE's like, hey, whatever, <laughs> like what we can do. Oh man. So yeah, Sin Cara two. I don't know about one. Did, was, let me see if Mystico had any problems with WWE. Uh, Sin Cara one is now wrestling as this Mysticies, wasn't it? Mm, uh, oh, uh, maybe he he has oh. gone by Mysticies. I thought he just goes uh, by Mystico now. Caristico. Oh, Caristico. Okay. All right. So there you go. Um, yeah. So he had also Caristico, uh, Luis uh, Uribe, claimed after he got released uh, that uh, that he owned the Sin Cara character. Oh. And yet the other guy who was released tried to use it in AAA, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's so confusing. Yes, it is. It is very confusing. In any event, I don't think they're going to bring Sinkara, the character, back. I yeah, know. I don't think so either. I don't yeah. think so either. Anyways, let's move on to a much less confusing, a much more simple person. Right. Number three. Three. 
Ryback. I meant simple as in simple to break down his story. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay. Good. Not that he's good. a simpleton, Larson. <laughs> um, so uh, a little background on Ryback. Some right background, if you will. Uh, signed with the WD in 2005 after competing 2004 Tough Enough. Part of Nexus when that, when that faction debuted. 2010, broke his ankle. He was out like for a year plus. Re-debuted as Ryback uh, in April of 2012. Uh, won 38 bouts, and that led him to take on CM Punk at Hell in the Cell 2012 and just an abysmal match. Yeah. Um, and it was The Shield that powerbombed Ryback through the announce table when it when uh, that faction debuted. Um, Ryback had some modest success in WWE, eventually got his release in 2016. Uh, Ryback sta- said that he was frustrated with his creative and was you know get, trying to get equal pay for talents. Uh, of course, since his release, uh, Ryback has released a line of nutritional supplements and has done some Twitch streaming. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. on one edition of his show, uh, he stated that he would be open to WWE return under one condition. These transcripts are from Sports Kita. He said, quote, I'll be very open to going back uh, uh, to WWE if, if they were sold. I've always been very honest. If Vince is out of there and there's new leadership, I will be very interested in revisiting that because that will be beneficial for me as a brand and as a performer <laughs> going back to where I'm known from, where I built an audience that already knows me. I, however, I don't know if that interest would be mutual. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see anything about him necessarily having a bad relationship with Triple H, but he seemed to have at best an uneven relationship with his own Twitter followers uh, because he posted a poll there about a year or so ago. You know, hey, if I were to come back, where should I go? WNXT, AEW, I think Impact was on there. Retire. Yeah, the first time we did the poll, retire one, handily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did it again yeah. saying, please don't vote for retire. I don't know why he just didn't put retire on there. <laughs> and this time, WNXT won, retire finished in second. Wow. Well, there you go. Well, they, they, you know, they did what he, what he asked them to. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, here's the, I think uh, he should form a tag team with hangman Adam page. That's the empty headed dumb fox. Oh, there you go. Because CM Punk hey, could not stand Ryback. Yeah. He uh he blamed in the in the CM Punk Cole Cabana podcast, of course, Punk blamed Ryback for being uh a dangerous worker. Mm-hmm. Uh said that at one point he says in a tag match with Daniel Bryan, Ryback intentionally kicked him and broke his ribs. Uh and there's actually this is on Squared Circle, there's like video of it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it here on the podcast, obviously, but I'm watching it right now. So yeah. Um but yeah, it, they had CM Punk and Ryback uh, had a storied rivalry. They, I think, they did Hell in a Cell like two years in a row. Yeah, they did. Once when I think it was Hell in a Cell. Once when Punk was a good guy, and then the next year yeah. I think he was the bad guy. Or vice With, I think it was wasn't it Punk and Heyman? What was it? The first year, like Punk and Heyman were together. The second year, Ryback and Heyman were together, or vice versa, something like that. In any event, all three of those guys were involved with each other in these feuds. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, I did. We did. Some, oh, so did 2013, some. it was Punk versus Ryback and Heyman. Okay, okay. And then a year earlier, right, was, Heyman was, was with heel, Punk. It was heel Punk. Yeah. So Heyman was with him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was uh, an epic rivalry for the ages, much like Hogan and Andre. Um, so yeah, I, I would be sure sh- that I would actually be. Shocked, shell shocked, shell shocked, if, if you will. <laughs> if Ryback and if WWE wanted Ryback back, mm-hmm. I just it's, I mean, it's kind of surprising that Ryback didn't do anything else in wrestling, really. 
So I don't I don't know why that ever was. He was just waiting for the right opportunity. I, I always felt that Braun Strowman, because he, he never went to like, I mean, I know he did control your narrative. But that's kind of all he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he showed up at that Ring of Honor pay-per-view as part of control your narrative. But like, I always felt that Braun was just waiting for WWE to call him back. Pretty much. You know? Um, and I wonder if Ryback was the same way. Like, oh, they'll call me back. Maybe. And they maybe. just never made that call. Just, they called never came. Yeah, that could be. Um, and maybe I, I have no idea, but somebody who's gone from WWE, I thought I remember him having kind of a heftier price tag. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing is what he left is I remember that as well, that his price tag for, uh, appearances was pretty high. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I guess people just didn't think they'd be able to get their money back on the investment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want Ryback back to come down on us and give me a no. shell shock. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in any event, I don't really see that happening. No, I don't see it I, happening either. No. I would be shocked. I would legit. A lot of things shock me in wrestling. That would, or a lot of things don't really shock me because of things, how crazy things are now. That would legitimately shock me. Same. Shell shock you. Yeah. It would shell shock me. Oh, man. All right. How are we going to talk about this one? Number two. Two. Velveteen Dream. So, uh, Let's start in August, I guess. So following news that he was arrested, Velveteen Dream, Patch Clark, was arrested multiple times in August of this year, 2022. Fightful Select reached out to sources in WB who talked extensively about how Patrick Clark was a headache while with mm-hmm. the company. Uh, Clark was released by WB in May of 2021, but prior to that, his tenure with NXT was seemingly fraught with several incidents. Uh, apparently, there was an arrest warrant issued for Clark, and then, I guess, retracted in 2019 after he smashed a car window. Uh, he was taken off NXT TV following a car accident in 2020. Uh, and I believe that was around the same time. There were some allegations made against him. Uh, according to Fightful, uh, Clark's cocaine use was a quote, open secret and a quote, long rumored to be a reason for his quiet suspension during his NXT run. And then EC3 accused Clark of setting up his cell phone to record people using the bathroom during a house party at EC3's home. So, yeah, one of Fightful... That's, that's, a, that's a party foul. Yes. <laughs> so, one of Fightful sources told them that, quote, it would take it require a miracle for a situation to come about that would result in Velveteen Dream being rehired by WWE. Uh, they also confirmed that despite Dream's social media teases, there were no plans or discussions to bring him back to the company upon, uh, upon the new regime. Another source told Fightful that, quote, it would be a public relations nightmare that the new regime wasn't interested in. Remember how over he was back in like 2018? Mm-hmm. Like, man, the sky honestly was the limit. He was a phenomenal wrestler. He was one of the most interesting, unique characters that we had seen. He was one of the most exciting things about NXT. His match against Mal- or Aleister Black was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. All you know, whenever he'd have the uh, you know every takeover, he'd have a really interesting outfit that was provocative or controversial or whatever. Um, yeah, this this was it was a real bummer to find out, you know, that there was quite a bit of stuff going on there that, you know, that that would lead to him being released by WWE and never being touched again. Um, and it's it's disappointing that somebody with so much just God given talent. Um, would end up like that but yeah i mean given everything all that and then you know we didn't just for my i don't feel comfortable talking about some of the stuff that was out there as well um 
that you know it, it's not shocking at all that this guy's he, he'll never be picked up by WWE. Be shocked if he ended up in AEW or anywhere else. To yeah, be honest I'd with be, you, I'd be pretty surprised if he showed up anywhere. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, an absolute shame because he was he was a star in the making, man. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely a star in the making. Uh, let's finish on this one. Number one. One. Alberto Del Rio. Listen to the rolling R That's right good. there. You missed hey. it all the time. Pretty good. <laughs> still got it. You still got it. So, you know, every now and again, Alberto Del Rio will say in some interview or tweet something, either inferring or just straight up saying, yeah, I'm, I talked to somebody at WB. Yeah. I'm going to come back soon. I'm going to yeah, return. Absolutely. And yeah. yet it never happens. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Still waiting for that. I think we'll be waiting for a while longer. And since his release uh, from the company the second time in 2016, uh, Del Rio has had several run-ins with the law. Most recently, 2020. Um, and in late 2021, amidst talk from Del Rio that he was nearing a WWE return, Fightful Select reported that there had been no talks between Alberto and WWE, with one source mentioning... Could you imagine if we let go of some of the people we did only to bring him in? There's no fucking way that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, that that's 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 an that's a good way to put it. You know, they've released a lot of people high on character, but you know, Vince McMahon just for whatever reason didn't find anything to use them creatively. Mm-hmm. Alberto has time and time again over the mm-hmm. years, you know, for every time that he claims that, you know, he's going to have another run not just in the WWE, but as champion in WWE. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, you know, he calls out Triple H as any number of vulgarities. <laughs> oh, that Periscope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a Periscope when Periscope was a thing. Yeah. I um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, there were times in WWE, there was like a couple small windows in WWE where I thought he was used all right. Um, I liked when he used to come out with the cars. Um, you know, when you and I saw him fighting Moose and Impact. That was the only time, only time I've ever watched Del Rio wrestle. I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you and I had both speculated that maybe that was part of the thing. Maybe because I never, you know, there are some people we've talked about him and Velveteen Dream was one of them who had camera charisma. Yeah. You could, you could really get that star power through the camera. Mm-hmm. Del Rio has that in person. Yes. In person he comes off as 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 very charismatic and, and has kind of a magnetic personality. But on camera, I never really got that from him. And maybe, Same. I mean, maybe some of that could be chalked up to how he was booked. But I actually thought his time in Impact, because I was watching Impact then. He was his creative was as good as it ever was. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Um Isn't that when they got still, his name on his Tron wrong for his debut? <laughs> okay, yeah. That wasn't part of his creative though. <laughs> that was just one of the many production errors that Impact is known for. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to redo it when there's nobody in the arena. <laughs> uh, something like that, man. I, I think, I think, wasn't it like they got his name wrong and it was his return? Yeah. And it, then, and then they rewound it, but there were still people there. But just the reaction was muted because they're like, "The muted, fuck are yes. they doing?" Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "You got no pop." Oh, they're like, "This is gosh. confusing." Um. <sighs> but yeah, given you know, and on top of that, you know, obviously his his legal issues, uh, and and some of the stuff behind that, 
I it would be it would truly be shocking. It really would be. It really it would, would be. be absolutely shocking to see Alberto Del Rio anywhere near WWE. I don't know what's like the latest. Like, has he is does he has he done stuff for CMLL lately Wasn't or he, anything? Like within the last year or two, he's supposed to do a match, I think, for AAA, and then it fell through. Didn't? Oh, happen. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He still wrestles did. on occasion independently. You'll see uh, his name on shows from time to time. Yeah. Uh yeah no I'm looking at I'm looking at the latest on him. Oh, this is sports. So he, apparently he discussed the changes in WWE after the exit of WWE or, or Vince McMahon rather. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of those changes ain't gonna be him coming back. Nope. <laughs> oh nope. man, okay. I'm not being I'm not being diplomatic right. Now. I gotta be diplomatic. So I just probably I don't see that happening, man. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, no, no. no. Albedo El Patron back no. in WWE. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for us today. Is there anybody we missed? Anybody you guys uh, uh, understand? Oh, man, we're, you know, yeah. Was, was you no, no, I'm disagreeing with you. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Please do that. Leave Leave us, let us like know in stuff. the comments. And then also hit that like button and the subscribe button and the notify bell so you're always getting your new going in rock content. Uh, today's Friday, so hopefully you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Hopefully you have a good weekend tomorrow. Yes. If you're watching this on the Friday that it actually comes out and not months from now, mm-hmm. tomorrow, War Games! Yeah. Survivor Series. We're going to be doing our uh, live reactions to that and then our recap, recap afterwards. So thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.